Well, hello, friends. Grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you. Welcome to Sermons from the Mount podcast. My name is Pastor Mark O'Neill. I currently serve as the pastor of Mount Olivet United Methodist Church in Manio, North Carolina. Each week, we will post here audio recordings of the sermons that I preach from that church. Hope this one is a blessing to you. God bless. Take care. text and the sermon text for this afternoon comes from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. Again, this is Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Hear now these words. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. My friends, this is the word of God for you and I, the children of God. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, this past Tuesday, I had a visitor in my office. It was a guy named Scott Williams, and Scott is the Northeast North Carolina FCA, or Fellowship of Christian Athletes, area director. And he stopped by my office for a bit. He said that he had something that he had been wanting to give me for a few weeks. And he said, you see, I have a buddy who works with the FCA group at Carolina. And that piqued my interest quite a bit. So I leaned forward in my chair a little bit and said, go on. What he pulled out of his pocket was this bracelet. 
which as you can see is, of course, God's favorite color. <laughs> on one side it says Carolina, but more importantly, friends, is what is on the other side. On the other side are four circles, and inside each of the circles is a symbol. The first symbol is a heart. The second symbol is the division symbol that you and I see oftentimes in math class. The third symbol is a cross, and the fourth symbol is a question mark. And according to Scott, each symbol, when used together, is an evangelism tool. FCA refers to it as the four, and it's meant to be an easy way to communicate the gospel. The heart means God loves us. The division symbol means that sin separates us or divides us from God and from others. The cross means Jesus saves us. And the question mark then means, so what are you going to do now? Or what is your response to what you just heard? God loves us. Sin separates us. Jesus saves us. What is your response? And I love it. And I wanted to share it with you guys, but I wasn't exactly sure how. And then the Lord showed me this week that through the lectionary readings for both today, Christmas Eve, and tomorrow, Christmas Day, Luke 2 today and John 1 tomorrow, that when taken together, they proclaim the gospel message at a much greater extent, I would say, but just like the four. It does so in respect to teaching us about gifts given and gifts received. And so truthfully, friends, what we have is going to be a sermon in two parts. Today, we're going to focus on the gift given to each and every one of us. One that tells us just how much God loves us and what this gift means. And then tomorrow when we gather for Christmas Day, we're going to unpack the response to this gift. And although it may be a little obscured in our reading just now, the shepherds did in fact receive a gift. And it came not wrapped in pretty paper or bows or in a bag with tissue paper, but instead this gift came in bands of cloth lying in a manger. But before they laid eyes on this gift, they were told about it. And then they told others about it. And that's where I want us to focus our attention this afternoon. Because in verse 18, Luke tells us that everybody was amazed at what the shepherds told them. The shepherds' sense of joy was contagious, it seemed. It quickly began to spread, to wow, to startle a great many people. What the shepherds said did all of that. But have you ever wondered what it was the shepherds said? Because we're not told exactly what they said, are we? But of course, I suppose that this is an easy blank for you and I to fill in. What the shepherds probably said was everything we read in Luke 2, starting at verse 8. They told a story about angels and a message of hope and peace. They told a story about a baby in a manger who was right where the angels said he was going to be. They used words like Savior and Christ. No, Luke didn't need to tell us what the shepherds said exactly. 
Because it's the same thing that you and I have been saying and repeating this and every Advent season. The same thing we all hear as Christmas approaches. They would have started with the angel's message that to you is born this day a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. To you. Friends, this week, those couple of words is what captivated me about this passage. To you. We read them every year. And with such regularity that I fear we don't stop to reflect on them in all of their power and meaning. To you. Are there any um, grammar nerds out there? Me neither. I'm not one of those either. But here's what I discovered this week. In the original Greek of that verse, that personal pronoun is plural and is in what is called the dative case. English doesn't have a dative case. But many other languages do, and if they do have them, the dative is reserved for things that come directly to another party. Right? Things that come directly to another party. So the dative would be used if I were to give a gift to you or if I were to pull you aside so I can say something directly to you. In any event, the dative is personal in the sense that something is being directed quite specifically your way. And it makes perfect sense this time of year, doesn't it? We give gifts to specific people for specific reasons. I mean, I wouldn't give our daughter Caroline something our son Gray asked for for Christmas, would I? I wouldn't give my wife Heidi a present for my sister's birthday, right? Now, the angel tells these lowly shepherds that a Savior has been born. But this is not some generic birth announcement like you and I might read in the paper or see on our Facebook account. This particular occasion is personalized. This Savior has been born to you, the angel said which could also be a way of saying that Jesus the Christ had been born for them. There is a very specific purpose behind this birth, one that will end up affecting these shepherds and untold numbers of others in a quite personal way. This Savior came to them and for them. They were involved in this person's birth in a much more dramatic way than simply hearing a birth announcement. If a younger couple from our church or in this community tells me they had a baby the day before yesterday, I'll be happy for them, and I'll share in their joy. But friends, that's a whole lot different than having my whole life changed because a child had been born and is going to involve me personally. To you is born this day a Savior. And then they are told where to find this gift when the angel says, and this will be a sign for you. And we all know what that sign was, don't we? It was a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. A sign is something that points to something else, like an arrow that shows you the way to a wedding reception or to a party you might be attending. So what did this sign of a baby point to? What truth did the shepherds see when they trotted over to the stable and found Mary and Joseph and also that baby who was lying in a manger? The truth that they saw was, yes, indeed, this Savior, who is Christ the Lord, has in fact been born to and for them. 
The sign the shepherd saw in that stable was this. The Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord has been born right at their level. This little guy was only a few hours old and already he smelled like a barn. Same as the shepherd smelled in those days. For this little Lord Jesus, as the children loved to sing, there was no crib for a bed. The shepherds could relate to that too. Because I'm sure they couldn't remember the last time that they slept in a bed. If a sign is an arrow that points to something, the sign in the stable pointed to the truth that for the shepherds and everyone else like them in the world, past, present, and future, the birth of the Messiah was for them. Luke tells us that people were amazed at what the shepherds said. Now, the story of the angels lighting up the night sky was certainly part of what the shepherds said, and it certainly amazed people. And probably the fact that the shepherds found in Bethlehem the baby exactly where they were told they would find him amazed a few people. But friends, the single most amazing thing the shepherds said is also the one thing that I worry we tend to forget about with our own focus on the glitter and brilliance of the angels, and that is that the Savior who is Christ the Lord was born to and for those shepherds. All because of God's love. If the shepherds said, as they likely did, this Savior has come for us, then that message was so full of wonder so full of joy, so full of holy hope that it had to burst the boundaries of everything they knew or everything they ever thought they knew. And it's because, friends, of that portion of what the shepherds said that I can declare to you that on this night, on this night, on this very Christmas night, as the song goes, that all these years later, that this Savior was born to you. A great many of the people in the room this morning or watching us online, I know on a first name basis. But even if I can say your name at the door in a little bit once worship has concluded and we're doing the handshakes, it still doesn't mean I know everything about you. I can't see the hidden pain or shame or guilt that you carry with you that you may have dragged along with you into the sanctuary this morning or that you do each and every week. And of course, there are some guests here with us that I don't know at all, but none of that matters. Because the gospel according to Luke lets me declare that whoever you are, whatever you've done in the past, and whatever greasy little sins you may commit before this week is over, However piously you have lived or however miserable you have failed in trying to live a Christian life. Whether you come from a family that is economically prosperous or one that frets about getting the bills paid every month. Whoever you are, hear again the angel's clarion voice that there has been born into this world a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And above all else, hear this. That Savior was born to you and for you. So that's why this morning I can say, John, a Savior has been born to you and for you. Elizabeth, a Savior has been born to you and for you. Byron, a Savior has been born to you and for you. 
Alfie, a Savior has been born to you and for you. Everyone in here and watching online, a Savior has been born to you and for you. So say it with me. To me. And for me. Is born. A Savior. To me. And for me. Is born. A Savior. To me. And for me. Is born. A Savior. Friends, in the history of the world, what act, what gift has ever been more beautiful than the birth of God's only Son? The Son's lowering Himself to our human, earthly level. In fact, His willingness to come down, not just to earth, but to an impoverished corner of earth at that, is a sacrifice of stunning power. But this central moment of Christmas is not something, friends, we observe from afar. And it's not something that involves strangers. As it was for the shepherds, so it is for all of us. This Savior involves us personally because he was born to you, to me, to everyone. And that should change us fundamentally and forever. To you. The Savior whose birth we celebrate was indeed born to you and for you all. And if you can hear and believe that part of what the shepherds said, that no matter what happens the rest of today, no matter what happens the rest of this holiday season, no matter what happens next week or next year, you will be able to join in those shepherds in glorifying and praising God for all that you have seen and heard. To you is born a Savior. To you is born the Messiah. To you is born Christ the Lord. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Each of us given a Savior because God loves us so much. God loves us. Sin separates us. Jesus saves us. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what are we going to do about it. Until then, may you all be filled with the wonder, joy, and hope that is Christmas Eve. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Until next time, God bless. Take care.